Todd Bowl. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Godwin scores the first of 2021. What a drive by Tom Brady of the Buccaneers. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Do what cable can't with Frontier Fiber Optic Internet. Visit Frontier.com to learn more. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Fire the cannons! Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome into Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. And I am so excited to be joined by none other than guard Alex Kappa. Cap, thanks for being with me. What a pleasure to be here. What Casey. a thanks pleasure. For me. Man, I'm so excited to talk to you. I feel like you're just the hidden gem of the team here. You know, you guys don't get the credit on the field, and you've got a great story, and I'm very excited to get to tell it. Hey, I'm fired up. I appreciate <laughs> you. All right, so first, let's talk a little bit about that game. Um, I have got to hear the perspective you had for the game-winning touchdown. Take us through the play call as it happens, as mm. you realize that this is the game. Tell me all the things. As soon as, so me and Tristan got a weird twist on the right side. Me, Tristan, and Lenny, they did like a three-man twist. I was like, Tristan, I don't know who you need to block, but you need to go block somebody. So I'm yelling at Tristan. And then when I saw BP catch it, first thing I thought, this guy has 4-2 speed. There's no way he's going to tackle right now. And then I saw 49 kind of tracking him down. I was like, bro, you can't get tackled by a linebacker, (laughs) a freaking big linebacker. Uh, but then he toasted him, and it was awesome. It was great. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, and, and just how cool for you guys to watch Brashad Perriman get this opportunity. I mean, he was a guy that you, was on the team before and then just got brought back that, not that long ago. For him to get a play like that, what, what was that like to watch? Yeah, it's awesome. Everybody loves BP. Um, I feel like it's great because there's a lot of players on our team that you want to root for. Like, I mean, everybody on our team you want to root for, but it's great to see him do that. I was so happy for him. Um, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, I agree with you on that. There are so many guys to root for on this yeah. team. I, I'm, I'm trying to imagine what it was like for y'all watching the defense go out there first, you know, in overtime and getting that three and out. Mm-hmm. And what did that do for you guys on the sideline and then going in there? What was that like to watch? Yeah, I think we were confident. We knew uh, they would get us the ball. And we knew once we had the ball that, um, that we'd figure out a way to win. Yeah, we always have confidence that our defense is going to get a stop or force a turnover or something. Um, so it was good. And then... Yeah, we were, we were confident once we had it. For sure, as you had reason to be. And then now, I mean, you think they force a three and out, and you're like, this has got to be just like the greatest scenario ever for like starting in overtime. But then this monster punt, you guys have to go from your own six. Yeah. What was that like to realize of like, oh my gosh, like we have to do like almost a full drive just to even get into field goal territory? Yeah, those, you never know when you start backed up, but um, it just seems like usually those drives, you get a chunk at some point, you know? Once you get rolling, I feel like once you get the first first down, it's pretty hard to stop. It's like we get rolling. So um, once we started going, like we were feeling good. When you brought up being backed up, I thought about the play where you guys were on the one and trying to kneel down at the end of the first mm-hmm. half. I feel like that had to be a sort of unique moment of like, we want to kneel down, but can we kneel down? What was yeah, that like? Tom was like, hey, we're taking a knee. You're not going to freaking give us the safety, right? Like, um, <laughs> But then we ended up being on like the one and a half, so we had room. Like They were yeah. trying to back us up more, but once we're on like the one and a half, we were yeah. fine. That's great. I love that. I was like, oh, God, what a terrible situation that would have been. Um, so, I, I mean, man, first half, you guys just came out firing. I mean, they you had more yards against them in the first half than they were giving up in a typical game. What was working so well in the first half? It was a lot of no huddle, and I think we were just in a good rhythm. Um, I feel like our offense is pretty heavily like rhythm-based. Like When we're in a good rhythm, it's tough to stop us. And I think we were trying to gas them out a little bit. 
our O-line might have been getting gassed out a little bit too, <laughs> but um, yeah, we had some good pressure on them. Yeah, I imagine you guys thought, oh, 80 degrees, they're not used to this, mm. we are, and then you were sort of right, but also it's like you, some, you're still running with them the Yeah, usually at the end of the first quarter, you're not looking at everybody and we're all just gassed out. <laughs> we're like, dude, it's the first quarter still. Um, and then you'd have an overtime you didn't know about. Exactly, yeah, but you know, if we're feeling it, they're feeling it worse, so um, it was good. We're talking to offensive lineman Alex Kappa, and I always think about that when they talk about a defense getting tired because of how long they've been on the field. And a lot of the defensive players get to rotate. And then yeah. here you guys are out there that whole time and you don't rotate. What I've always wondered what goes through your mind when you hear people saying that. I'm like, hey, what about us? <laughs> yeah. And Why I'm, don't we get to be tired? If their defensive line is tired, we like a tired defensive line even if we're tired. But when they put the fresh guys out there, that's when it's tough. But the thing is, most teams don't rate, rotate their DBs much. So I think those are the guys who really, uh, they must be getting gassed out too. So we can kind of fight through it more. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so then what what happened in the second half where after you guys were on in just such an amazing rhythm the first half and then it felt like the offense kind of stalled out at one point, you know, especially third quarter and there were kind of three drives in a row where not a lot came from it. What what was that shift or what was it maybe that the Bills were doing and that you guys kind of changed that, that seemed to cause that? Uh, I think we just weren't executing as good. We just got to we just got to make plays and we weren't making plays in those drives. That's really People always think there's more to it, but really we just weren't making the plays we had to make, making the blocks we had to make. That's really it. What makes their defense so tough? I mean, they basically have the top defense in the league coming into the game. And like I said, you guys put up crazy numbers in the first half, kind of slowed down. But, I mean, knowing the stats that they had had and how much they limited teams, what did you end up seeing on film or in the game that made you realize why they're so good? I think they're just good at all positions. I think um, all three levels they're good at. And then um, they do a good job pressuring teams also. They had... Uh, Forces to be hot a few times, safety pressure, stuff like that. So they mix it up pretty well. And then Fournette, man, 113 yards. Uh, it was his high for the season and as a Buccaneer. Mm. And uh, it was his second 100-yard game of the year. So um, what did you feel like worked so well for you know him and you guys in, in the run game in particular and just and what it's been like to watch him be able to put up some numbers like that? Yeah, Lenny's a beast, dude. Um, he runs hard. We love seeing him run people over. Um, it's always good when we can get him in open space, too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We, we had some good runs. I think we left some more out there too, probably, but um, it was a good game. I love seeing, seeing Lenny play well. Do you think that the way he runs helps you guys as offensive linemen or even maybe, like you said, like fires you guys up a little extra? Yeah, I think all our backs. All our backs hit it so hard that um, whenever you see a, run, a runner falling forward, you know you're feeling good and you know the defense hates that. So that gets us going for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, I know his, his he had a 48-yard touchdown run. That was the longest run of the season. Yeah, we needed one of those. Yeah, yeah. so what worked on, on that play? And, and, yeah, I mean, what did that mean to you guys to, to know that you got one of those? Yeah, it was good. I mean, everybody executed. Um, I don't know if you saw Donnie kill the safety on that one. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was good. Everybody just did their job, and then Lenny hit it perfect. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I have to imagine that as offensive linemen, that's just like outside of, of, of pancaking like a D lineman or something. Mm. I have to imagine that like those blocks out against safeties where the whole world gets to watch you is yeah. kind of kind of the dream. He always Donnie always does kind of an, kind of an awkward fall afterwards, <laughs> but um, he definitely <laughs> lit that guy up. It's funny, like I think he was kind of like looking at Lenny and then realized, oh, he's about to pop through and then turn around and just crush him. It was good. That's great. So yeah. you guys gave, gave him a little grief for what happened after the block? Nah, it was a great block. Yeah. You can't, can't give him nothing. <laughs> that was pretty incredible. Um, and I've heard from talking to your uh, offensive line coaches that 
they tend to kind of pit the two different sides of the line against each other. Occasionally. Occasionally, Occasionally yes. Yeah. And uh, that you guys end up kind of competing for who certain, you know, what, what plays you're, you're going to have run to your side. Yeah. So how did we feel about that run? I mean, the, the side that was chosen, you know, who, who ended up winning that battle there for, for that kind of touchdown So run. here's why it's, it's kind of tricky, though, because, like, on that play, it was run to the right, so... Successful, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> obviously, but then Allie and Donnie both had big blocks on that run. Yep. So it, it really just depends. Sometimes the backside is the more challenging, uh, challenging way. So it just depends. With that side, both sides were working good. Yeah. We all did good. It was a good run. Everybody wins. That's yeah. what I figured. I saw that. I was like, oh, it went to the right, but they were the ones that got the credit. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I wonder how this works in the in the battle in the O line room. Yeah. Here. Sometimes, and then there was like, uh, we had another good run to the right where Allie was pulling, mm-hmm. pulling to the right. So it's another. It's a run to the right, but Allie's pulling. So it goes back and forth. Of you know? course, of course, and. For you as a guard, what are some of your favorite types of plays? And do you like pulling? Do you hate pulling? Do you what? What are some of the different schemes or, or plays yeah. that bring you a lot of joy? Generally, we like pulling, um, unless there's some dudes in this league that got really hard heads, and so maybe <laughs> you don't like pulling to hit those guys. But uh, most of the time, I think all of us, me and Ali, always love. We love pulling. We love getting out on the move. And why is that? For one, I just think they're good plays usually. And then uh, two, it's kind of fun. You get to move around a little bit. You get to fit up in the hole. Yeah, it's just it's just a little fun. It gives you something different because we don't do it all the time too, you know. Yeah, does it feel like it, it kind of lets you bring the hit to somebody as compared to having to just receive a hit as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, you usually don't have that much space. So that's another, it kind of is fun to have a little space to work with. That's too. true. And as we talk about Fournette and the run game and everything, uh you know, all of a sudden, Tom Brady decides he wants to be RB one in that in the game. That's scary stuff. Yeah, <laughs> scary stuff out there. Tom's a beast, though. Um, yeah, the the sneaks too. He's freaking good at the sneaks, but um, yeah, the fewer the better, probably. But he's yeah. good at it, though. Yeah, we. I I thought about that, and he. It, it's so funny hearing everybody talk about how good he is at the QB sneaks. Tell us from an offensive lineman perspective, what makes someone good or bad at them? What What is mm. the way he? does it and how it affects you guys or how you block for him all of that the dynamics because to, to some of us who haven't played it's like he's just sneaking in it's like what makes somebody good or bad at that yeah i think uh he tries to get down quick which <laughs> can't actually, imagine why <laughs> which actually is beneficial because if you know if you're trying to if you're trying to gain too much that's when they're able to like stand you up you know mm-hmm. what i mean but if you're just diving forward that's what's hard to stop and he gets it and he hits it hard and so that helps you guys to know that you're not going to have to make this stand for too long oh we're just diving forward yeah. and hoping for the best yeah um and then just overall like how, how did you feel like the entire offensive line performed in the game pass pass game run game what do you feel like you guys kind of graded out at yeah um it was good but it definitely could be better like i said i think we left some run yards out there and then um Anytime Tom's getting hit, we don't like that. So we definitely could clean it up some more. But overall, I feel like he has stayed, I mean, very upright this season. You guys have done an incredible job. What do you think has, has helped you so much in the passing game? What, why has there been such success this year in keeping him upright? Uh, I think it's him and us working together. Like, he knows, he has an unreal feel for um, when to get the ball out. There are times that he holds it. But usually, if he has to get it out, he does. Like, he just... I don't know if he feels it or sees it, but he knows when there's going to be pressure and he gets the ball quick when he needs to. And uh, Mike Evans gets 91 yards and a touchdown. And that touchdown catch, I, did you were you able to tell on the field at that moment how pretty it was? No, I think I saw it on the Jumbotron, but um, he makes a catch with that every week. Yeah. 
Maybe it's not for a touchdown, but like every week he has a catch like that. Yeah, and I've got to imagine that's cool for you guys to to know that you have a guy like that that can make those plays and that if you do your job, like he's going to yeah. make something happen. Uh, and we've got multiple guys like that too. So, yeah, I mean, our receiver's a beast. Mike's obviously a beast. Um, yeah, it's fun to watch for sure. And then he's been nominated for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award again, third year in a row. And I, I would just love to hear what um, – He's like to have as a teammate, and when you hear he's getting nominated for something like that, just kind of what that has taught you, what it's been like to yeah. watch him and the way he conducts himself. I think the cool thing about Mike, for one, he treats everybody really good. Um, a superstar like that, you, you never know what to expect, right? But but he's such a good guy, treats everybody good. And I don't think I've ever been to like a charity event that Mike wasn't at. Mm. Like I don't think I've ever showed up to someone's event and Mike wasn't there. So that's, I think really says what you need to say, right? Like, mm -hmm. he's always there supporting the community and supporting his teammates as well. That is amazing. All right, well, we have more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with Alex Kappa, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. We are back here on Buccaneers Total Access with guard Alex Kappa, and I'm so excited to talk a little bit about your story and journey to the NFL. Um, tell me a little bit about how you got into playing football in the first place. Mm. So I started playing football my freshman year of high school. Um, I'd always liked football. I'd always watched a lot of football, but I'd never played. And my dad told me I should play, and I was like, yeah, I agree. But then right before it came time to play, I started to get nervous. I was like, Dad, these kids have been playing for years. Like, I've never played. I think I'm just going to stick to baseball. And he, like, had to pressure me, like, because he knew I would like it, but he was like, he was like, just try it. Like, just try it for one year, see how you like it. And I went out, and it was super fun. Um, but, yeah, I was a little nervous at first. He had to... He had to Push me into it. How many times has he said, I told you so since then? Never. <laughs> wow. Never. My that's dad's a, the best, man. That's um, a great dad right there. I'll say it on his behalf. Fair, he he told fair. you so. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, he's giving me some good advice. That would be a good one for sure. That is incredible. And you also didn't even play offensive line right away, right, when you started? I was a tight end. Look at that. I was nice, too. Okay. I was nice. <laughs> you got the hands? Oh, yeah. I'm, not anymore, to be fair. Oh. <laughs> Maybe it's a use it or lose it situation, but I used to have some ball skills, though, for sure. So that's very convenient that now you can just say that and, like, we don't really know. Hey, and I now... can pull up a couple clips. Okay. I got a couple high school clips right. floating around out there. We might need to see this. Are you a little bummed that knowing that as a guard also that, yeah, you're not going to be the guy called upon if there's ever the rare big man touchdown know, that it's not you? Did you see that Bills guard like a month ago just catch the screen pass for no reason though? Yeah. Like maybe I could do that yeah. sometime. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In a game that nothing matters anymore, we yeah, highly, yeah, yeah. I, I fully support that. Um, I think we're just going to have to hope you maybe like if there's a just a little fumble that's fine that you can pick up and run in. There was that ball got tipped up last night. Yep. That was, was your chance. That was your I chance. Was <laughs> that was it. Um, and so then what, what sort of in high school, I know you was baseball basically that was your actual big sport right yeah, what made yeah. you end up choosing football over baseball eventually i think baseball is really hard for one <laughs> if people haven't played baseball is very challenging and i was pretty good but it became uh evident pretty quickly that i was better at football and so it was kind of just the natural progression to keep going with that. that makes sense and you were also involved in things outside of sports in high school i hear i was tell I was me in the theater department I love it. Um, and I was in the improv club on the improv team. I love it. And that was a great time. I mean, this is why I've been so excited to have you on the show. Like, I know that you have these skills. I, I could throw background. anything at you, 
and you're good. I'm not going to do that because I want you to come back. I appreciate that. But... <laughs> it might be rusty, too. It might be rusty. <laughs> is it, this is like the ball skills you've yeah, exactly, been Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a minute. So tell me what you loved about doing, you know, the theater and improv and all of that. Yeah, that was actually, like, I would say where most of, like, my friends were out. So that's where I would hang out all the time. Um, that's you're where I met my wife. a theater kid. Yeah, I was a theater kid, for sure. Um, I started theater in middle school. My brothers kind of got me into it because my older brothers both did theater. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's obviously a lot different than, than sports and football, but it's the same kind of um, when you're performing, like, sort of a thrill when you're on stage a little bit. What was your favorite role you played or performance you think you did? What was your, your just best theater mm, moment? I had a lot of fun doing uh, Grease Lightning my senior year. That's, that was good. First of all, did you do that with all of your long flowing locks that you I have did. now? I wow. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah, with the white t shirt, the jeans. I was looking good. I was looking <laughs> good, if I, if I must say. But um, And you said you met your wife in theater. Now we I know did. this is what did it. She saw that Grease outfit and was like, mm. That's probably is. That probably is. Um, so yeah. is that so? That is actually how you guys met and like eventually became husband and wife was because of theater. Yeah, we were That's in great. a we were in a one act play together, and one uh, act is all it took. One act is all it took. Is <laughs> all it took, and we were married in that in that play also. That I was, was awesome. not the best husband in that play. <laughs> Well, better in real life, so that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's what's important. Yeah. She fell for you even when you were playing a bad husband. I, I mean, know, yeah, this I only know. it was only up from there. I don't know how I did it. That's amazing. So then when you finished high school, um, having only played football in high school a little bit, when first of all, when did the shift to offensive line happen? It happened my junior year. We got a new coach and we went to a spread offense. And so we weren't using a tight end at all. So I was like a backup slot receiver, like during like training camp, you know, or I don't know what you call it in high school, yeah. but basically training camp. I was like, I mean, I was good, but I wasn't good enough to just start at receiver. You know, yeah. like I was more of an O-lineman than I was a receiver. So um, when I just went to him, I was like, should I just play tackle? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so then uh, my junior, senior, I still played some tight end. I went back and forth a little bit, but mainly I was an offensive lineman from that point on. So were you big enough at this point to play offensive line? I mean, in high school, like... I was like super skinny, but I was tall, so, so I, sure. got, like, I had it done. Yeah. yeah, that's great. So when did you become the uh, Alex Capo we now know in terms of size? Mm. Uh, well, my freshman year of college, I put on like 40 pounds. Wow. Yeah, I was, the, my strength program, my strength coach in high school, Drew Peterson, shout out to him. He was a um, great strength coach, and then I just started eating copious amounts to... <laughs> Because the skinny tackle in high school works in college, it doesn't work as good. So. Yeah, that's insane. What was the go-to thing to eat to gain that kind of weight? The post-workout meal was four chili cheese dogs <laughs> and a protein oh. shake. Oh my god! Yeah, um, that's it worked. Well, though. Yeah, it worked. I, <laughs> shocking, <laughs> shocking that the chili cheese dog was a way to gain yeah, weight. Yeah, we had some crazy protein shakes with ice cream and carb powder and everything. Um, Oh my, yeah, just such clean yeah. eating, yeah. Division two life, you know, I yeah. couldn't afford much, but I could afford chili cheese dogs, so. <laughs> That's amazing, we're talking to guard Alex Kappa. Um, so, yeah, you you went to Humboldt State, mm -hmm. which for, I think, most Bucks fans was the first time they'd ever heard of Humboldt State was yeah. when we picked you. Rest in peace. Right. So, <laughs> tell me about why you ended up there. Basically, it was my only... Uh, I had a partial scholarship there, and it was the only offer that I had. So and no so, full scholarship anywhere, only no. partial. Yeah, and I was like, it was either that or junior college, and I felt like I'd seen guys like kind of bounce around and kind of not end up doing much at junior college, so I was like, might as well go up there and see how it goes. Yeah. And yeah, it was fun. 
And when did you realize that the NFL was a possibility? Where we went from, I didn't even get a full scholarship anywhere, yeah. to, and I'm too skinny to play this position, to, oh, I could actually go play in the NFL. That's quite a, that's quite a shift yeah, in a few years. I have to give props. The first guy who ever told me was uh, my offensive line coach at Humboldt, my freshman year, who his name is Patrick Walsh. He's now a scout for the Broncos. But he was like, dude, we got to get you to the league. I was like, that sounds good to me. Yeah, why not? I can <laughs> have so, all the chili cheese dogs I want. I know. And then, uh, and then some other, a lot of other people supported me after that. But he was the first one ever my freshman year to be like, you, you could do this. And I was like, all right. Wow, that's yeah. that's some foresight by him to be looking at the started out skinny kid going against yeah. the D two competition to know that would translate. Yeah, Ali has asked me like, when did you think you had a chance? You know, and I said that, and he's like, that early, like uh, Division two. I was like, yeah, was, yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> I would love to know if that guy really didn't think that he just wanted to push you, and now he's like, yep, totally called it. Hey, he helped me out though. Dude. That's amazing. And yeah, you were the first Humboldt player drafted since 1992. Yeah. That had to be kind of cool for you to know the way you were representing your, your school and, and bringing, bringing the knowledge of it to all these people who'd never heard of it. Yeah, it was very cool. Very cool. Um, I don't know what to say, but it was, <laughs> it was cool. And what was, you've also not only did you not start playing O-line, but then you've played multiple different positions along the O-line now. What, are, what were the most difficult parts of those transitions and why you've really th been able to thrive where you are now? Yeah, I think um, my rookie year was tough. I only played left tackle in college. It was the only position I played. Um, and then going to right guard as a rookie was like, first of all, you're coming from Division two to the NFL, and then you're going left side to right side, and then you're going tackle to guard. So that was a lot. But um, once I settled in there, I figured it out. Yeah, and what do you remember about coming into the league when it has just been D2 competition and mm -hmm. now you're going against NFL competition. What do you remember about those early days and early matchups and, and the transition for yeah, you? Yeah, that first training camp, um, whenever I was, whenever it was me and Gerald, it took me, it took me a little bit to, um, to catch up to just kind of his get off and stuff like that. Um, I had some rough reps against Gerald in my my You know, for what it's worth, camp. everybody has. Yeah. So there's at least that to know that it's not just you. That, that, that is true. That he, he got the best of a lot of people. That but is true, yeah. That's a heck of a way to get prepared, though. Yeah, I, I was feeling pretty good, and then I started kind of, you know, working my way up and then taking some reps with the ones and then playing against Gerald, and then I wasn't feeling quite as good anymore. <laughs> and uh, Yeah. That's pretty funny. Well, what do you remember about the even the draft process of, of what got you to the Buccaneers, of why they found you and what, what, they, what they said about what they'd seen in you that, that yeah. brought you here. I was really surprised when I got the call because I had uh, done an interview with the Bucks at, at the Combine, but then I had not heard like a single word from them. You know, you do like some workouts with teams or some teams will call you or whatever. I had not heard anything. They kept it on the down low. So then when I got the call, I was pretty caught off guard, but uh, very excited. And I, I think I remember hearing that exactly 1.4% of the people at the Combine were D2 that year. Really? <laughs> so you were, uh, you were definitely one of the only people repping the D2 world. Um, did you have a specific like welcome to the NFL moment? Like you said that going against Gerald was pretty hard, but were there certain things where you just kind of all of a sudden realized the level of, of play? Um, I think that was the, the main thing was probably training camp against Gerald. That was probably... Um... Everything else, you know, it took some time and stuff. It was pretty gradual for me to kind of learn, learn some things. But uh, I think that was the most eye-opening one. 
So you brought up Allie earlier, and of course, the moment you get drafted, everyone's comparing you to Allie. Right. That another small school guy on the O-line, like that just everybody was like, oh, look at this, it worked with Allie. Was there any pressure to kind of live up to what he had already accomplished at that point because of all those comparisons? Well, I think Jason being a small school O-line probably helped us both out, right? But, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's always pressure. I don't know if it was specifically because of that, but um, there's pressure, but... I actually, like, I remember when Ali was kind of going through his process, like, and I was at Humboldt and I was watching him at the Senior Bowl. I was like, oh, I was big, big time rooting for him, looking up to him. Things have changed now, but, you know, us. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was, it was very cool to come here and, uh, and play with him. Which now, I, I, now I'm, I would love to hear what the relationship with Ali is like now. It's a lot of fun. It's more competitive. Um, we give each other jabs back and forth. He's not as good at receiving the jabs as he is as give, at giving them, but... Uh, <laughs> Which but one are you better at? I don't know if anyone's good at receiving. Yeah, I was going to say. I, 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 like, I can keep it more playful. Allie digs deep, you know. <laughs> Allie takes shots. Yeah, what was it like uh, when he was, was he considered a veteran when you got drafted or was he still one? Like, would he have been a guy that was kind of giving you rookie duties or initiating you as a rookie here? He, Allie's not a big rookie duty type of guy, so... Um, he definitely was helping uh, guide me a little bit, but I don't know if he gave me too much hazing or anything like that. Nice to hear. And so what were the ways that you felt like he influenced you when you came in here? The ways he either set an example or what he said to you, just kind of all the different things about your relationship with him of having him here when you came in and what that meant. Yeah, I think he's a good guy to, um, to follow how he prepares and how he plays and stuff like that. And uh, definitely a lead by example type of guy, I'd say. And, and what are some of those things that you found yourself watching that he did that you were like, okay, this is, this is a path I would like to kind of follow or something that I would like to maybe emulate or I hope to be at this point? He's not uh, listening. I know that yeah, you don't really want to give him this much hype. credit. You're really making I know. me hype him up now. I'm so sorry, but he's not listening. It's fine. You don't so want to ask me about someone cool like Dodd or oh, something. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> we're going to talk about Allie. No, um, he's obviously, I think he's one of the, probably one of the most underrated players in the league. Um, so just the way he plays and how he approaches defenders and how he approaches the game and stuff like that, there's a lot to learn from him. And for you guys, I just feel like the personalities of the O-line room are so funny and so unique and, and different. And mm -hmm. maybe and O-line is always just such a group that's so different from so many of the other position groups even. Like you guys are the ones that you do the dirty work. Your name tends to only get called when you do something wrong. Right. What do you think are the, the, the big personalities of O-linemen, kind of the, the stereotypes about you guys and are, how true or not are they? Oh, gosh. You tell me what the stereotypes are. I'll tell you, <laughs> you if they're wanna, true or not. What are know. the stereotypes? <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this? How do you feel like you fit personality-wise with what an O-lineman is asked to do? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I think, well, I think in general it's good for an O-lineman to not want to be in the limelight all the time and kind of want to fly under the radar a little bit. Nobody likes the O-lineman that are showboaty and freaking doing too much, you know. Um, <laughs> so I think I try to do that a little bit. That makes sense. All right, we have more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with guard Alex Kappa, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. Buccaneers Total Access continues, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. We are back here on Buccaneers Total Access with guard Alex Kappa. And right before the break, we were talking about um, just sort of the personality that it might take to be an offensive lineman. And what I think is so funny is I've read things that 
the way some of your teammates have described you or coaches have described you or other players, they'll talk about how you are so violent on the field or you're even mean with the way that you block. And then you are so like happy-go-lucky and mild-mannered off the field. And mm. I would love to know the difference. Do you see this difference in yourself on and off the field? And if so, how do you manage that? Yeah, I think um, I think I just try to play hard. I don't think I'm really like uh, I'm not a do too much kind of guy. I just try to compete and play hard. And I think uh, there's like a misconception that if you're playing hard, that means you're mean or you're violent or whatever. You know what I mean? Like we're just playing the game of football, and I don't think uh, I prefer a game where I don't have to talk crap to a guy or I don't know if I can say that, but. And yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. I prefer like a friendly game where we're playing hard. You know what I mean? Like, because just because I don't have to not like you to want to block you well. You know what I yeah. mean? So. Um, so yeah. I would. You first of all, you said where you have to talk crap. I love this idea that there's <laughs> there are things that it's like. Well, now I have to. Mm, so tell mm. me, what is that? Is it? Are you basically saying you won't ever start it, but if someone else starts it, you're gonna contribute? Yeah. I mean, I think. No one wants to take disrespect from anybody, right? So I mean, um, I I uh, try to treat people good and just play hard. And uh, if that line is crossed, then I don't know what happens after that. You know, like, <laughs> but I, you, you probably won't hear me talking much. But if someone says something outlandish, then I have to respond. Right, you know? it's, it's required. Yeah. Yes. Who would you say are some of the best or worst trash talkers on the team? Mm, best, I think Mike Evans is up there. Mm. I think Jensen, not in the way that he talks, but in the way that he aggravates people. Worst, I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard Gronk say something bad to anyone in his yeah. life, so I don't know if he... I can't imagine what that would sound well, like. Maybe I need to keep an ear out for that to see if uh, if he does talk Please out there. Please do and but, report back to us. I would love to know what a Gronk yeah. trash talk sounded like. And it's rare that you hear Tristan say anything. If I hear Tristan say something, I'm getting fired up. Yeah, you're like, oh, that. it's serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like... It's so funny that maybe you having all the long hair and everything contributed to this ideal of like, oh, he's this, he's this like violent offensive lineman. He's out there doing the dirty work. Mm-hmm. I, I, so when did when did the long hair start, and and what mm. was the the motivation for it? The motivation is probably mainly that I don't like getting haircuts. <laughs> I would say is the main thing. Um, I've kind of had long hair like most of my life. Like even as a kid, I would either have long hair or I like I rocked a mullet in, in elementary oh, school yes. for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I've just kind of always had it. And I think we need to bring the mullet back. Do you think? I think so. Because you still have the long flowing locks yeah. out of the helmet, but then you, you take the helmet off and there's a surprise there. My wife might take issue with yeah. that, but... Um. <laughs> hey, I mean, she, she fell for you when you were playing Greece. You true, never know. True, you just true. never know. Um, and I also heard you can juggle. I can. This is amazing. Why is can you jump? Yeah, I mean, I think it's amazing. <laughs> See, this is what's so great about you. You're just like, yeah, it's a standard operating procedure. Yeah. Why do you know how to juggle? Um, I don't know. Maybe like middle school, I, I just taught myself how to juggle. And I taught myself the complete wrong way. Like, I didn't know what I was doing, but eventually I figured it out. And um, I will give a shout out to Cam Brake, though. I think he's the best juggler on the team that I've seen. Wow. Yeah, because... I'm also loving that you've seen multiple people juggle on the team. Oh, I, yeah. I love we got it. some jugglers. I've seen Will juggle a little bit. <laughs> I think Allie can dabble. Um, but Cam's the best. I've seen Cam messing around with four balls at once. That's impressive. Which I can maybe get a few throws in with four, but Cam does it effortlessly. It's pretty impressive. That is very impressive. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about for you that... You know, last year, you guys are just crushing on the field and, and on the way 
to the playoffs and then you ended up getting hurt. And I know that I, I'm thinking about like you and OJ and guys who had to um, be sitting there sort of watching some of the team's success mm-hmm. from the sideline. I know as a player, that's got to just be such a challenging thing. You're so happy for your team, but you want to be out there. What was that like in the moment when you get injured and you realize you're going to be missing some time? What, what was that like for you to deal with? Yeah, it's um, not ideal, I would say. It's frustrating and, and disappointing. Um, obviously, I was super happy to watch all the success everybody was having. Obviously, it's freaking great to win. But you, you want to be out there, of course. Um, what do you remember about just the way you wanted to approach it? Of, all right, now this is the reality. What were some of the ways that you just decided you wanted to handle it or how you were going to use that time or, or try to deal with it? Well, I was in major denial. I was like, I was like, oh, three weeks, four weeks till the Super Bowl? Like, I'm pretty sure this could heal up by then, you know? <laughs> just, um, just ruined my whole ankle. Yeah, yeah three, four I was weeks. In serious denial. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just once you know you're out, it's just rehabbing and, and getting back to full strength. And uh, that takes a while. It's a long process, but it's part of the job also. When did you realize how long of a process it was going to be? I think well, once the once the season ends, then you take your time with it more, right? Like um, whenever there's a possibility that you could play in a game, you want to rush it and you want to come back. But once you have the off season, then you really take your time. So I was in a boot for a while after the season, still. So um, yeah, yeah, it took a while. Yeah, and what were the things that you um, felt like when you watched, you know, Stinney step in and just and do such a good job. Yeah. I, I would love to hear just what that was like to, to watch a guy like that get to have oh, such it was success. Awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. I love Stinney. He's a freaking great player. Um, sucks to see him go down this year too. But uh, yeah, it was awesome. He did great. And uh, he's a guy who freaking deserves it. So really happy for him. And what are the challenges of, of what he got asked to do of, of your position and what all you need to know and be good at? I mean, to step in at that point in the season yeah. Tell everybody what the, the biggest challenges of that would have been for him. Well, I mean, it's hard enough just um, playing at all, but then also, you know, we've gotten so many reps together that he obviously gets some reps, but not not as many. So then when you throw in there your live action, and then uh, he came in when the stakes were the highest as well against the best team. So uh, really challenging situation to be in, and he did freaking great. Yeah, when, when did you feel like you finally were at 100% where you were like, all right, I am back to Alex Kappa pre-injury? Oh, um, I mean, we didn't have OTA, so that was good. So I was taking my time. When I came back for, by the time we were back from minicamp, I was totally fine. I always hear that there's sort of the difference in being physically 100% and being like game ready and maybe even like the mental side of coming back from an injury. Did you feel like there was any challenges there, not just being physically healed, but being mentally and, and physically totally ready? Uh, not really. I think it's just that um, when anytime you're rehabbing, you don't have your normal off-season. So um, that time that you could be you know, preparing for the season, instead you're just rehabbing your ankle, right? So, uh, But outside of that, not really. It's just catching up a little bit in, t- in terms of stuff I would have been doing in the off-season that c- I could have been doing. Mm-hmm. So when you look at your level of, of play for from before you got injured last season and then how you've been playing this year, um, where do you feel like you're at of the improvement and growth and just kind of how you'd rate your play this season? Yeah, I think I'm getting better, and I think that's always the focus is just keep getting better. I feel like um, every year we're getting better, and that's the plan to keep going forward, just keep getting better. Where do you think the things are that you have improved the most? And when you look back at like the times we talked about of you going against Gerald as a mm-hmm. rookie or even your whole rookie season to now, if you were to look at those two game tapes, oh, it's not close. <laughs> Everywhere, <laughs> Everywhere. It was uh, it was tough when we first got in here, but um, 
yeah, I think you're always trying to get better everywhere, so. Yeah, and so what are some of those big areas that you think that you look at it and you're like, oh man, I got a lot better in this particular way. Blocking people. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the main one. <laughs> just being an O-lineman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just blocking. That, that that's, whole thing. That's the job. <laughs> We're talking to guard Alex Kappa. Um, what are the things that you feel like you are still working on or the coaches, or if, if we were to ask your coaches what they're uh, harping on you about in, in typical weeks or in film sessions, what is it? Everything. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Uh, blocking people. Uh, yeah. Blocking people. Blocking people. Yeah. Getting in front of that large man. Yeah, as long as you're blocking the dude, you're doing the right thing, right? <laughs> this um, sounds like very uh, deep theological, philosophical discussions about in the film room. Just, hey. Hey, are you blocking this guy? Block that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really all we do. Is, um, my wife always says that I just push people. She's like, what do you, you oh. just go push people, right? Go push like, people. Yeah, yeah, I'll go yeah. push people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just got to push harder than they push. <laughs> just push them. <laughs> I like it. Sounds like she could be your coach. Yeah, she... She could do a good job. I, think. I, I yeah. love that. So I would love to hear you working alongside Tristan. Mm -hmm. um, what has that been like to watch him come in as a rookie and and just what he got asked to do last year and on yeah. a on a year when there was no off season? Yeah, he's a um, abnormal human. He's freaking good, man. Um, he always uh, he'll give me a hard time that like I'm not going out there to help him enough. And like <laughs> so, in the, his first game against the Saints last year. Um, I would go out and help him all the time. I'd be like, go out and help him. And then after that, I was like, dude, I think you got it. Like, so yeah. now I'm just going to stay in here. I'll stay tight, you know, keep yeah. the inside of the pocket good. And yeah. you handle that guy out there. You yeah, know? you got this. He's doing great, man. It's, it's a lot of fun playing with him. Great guy. Um, and we've been having a good time. He said that before that game, his first game ever, that um, y'all's coach, Harold Goodwin, showed him tape of um, an unnamed O-lineman letting an unnamed quarterback uh, get basically killed and that he said to Tristan like don't beat this guy and Tristan said he was like sweating profusely yeah. and just like dying a slow death anytime in this you room. see Tristan sweating you know he's anxious about something <laughs> you, know? you don't want to see that guy sweating yeah um. never good but yeah I mean the do you remember how he handled just the mental side of that even and he's talking about the idea of oh yeah I'm just as a rookie being asked to come in and protect the greatest of yeah. all time it's fine like the, just explain the mental side of that as well and what you saw him deal with yeah I think he has a lot of confidence which is always huge for a rookie um well at the time it was rookie, not rookie anymore obviously but he came in with a lot of confidence and that's huge and um his first play ever he like he like jumped the snap count like he was early and that's how you know like you want a guy to be early you don't want to be late yeah. you know what I mean so he was ready to roll off the bat that's so true what do you think are his biggest strengths and what makes him as talented as he is his strength yeah <laughs> <laughs> um no he's good at everything he's, he really is um He's just super consistent, I would say. Um, can you jump out of a pool if you tried? Anything Tristan could do, I could do it. So <laughs> if you saw him do it, you could just picture me. Just uh, picture uh, you doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned earlier playing alongside Jensen. So obviously we know the whole tandem that you have with Tristan, but then on your other side is Jensen. And uh, yeah, I just love that whenever I see a scuffle happening, I just know that the red hair is right there in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. And I would love to know what it is like to play next to him. Yeah, I think it's always good to have a guy like that, right? Like somebody who's, who's pushing the tempo, somebody who's uh, pushing the line, somebody to let the refs talk to the whole game. <laughs> um, he distracts them yeah. from you guys. 
it's a lot of fun. He's like, he's like, dude, I got him good on that one. I'm getting him riled up. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> cool. Now they're just gonna try and come kill me. Yeah, That's yeah. great. Some, sometimes we like getting them riled up. Like sometimes they get flustered, and other times it just makes them play harder. Yeah. You know? So it could go. You're either like, way. dang it, Jensen. Yeah, it could go either way. <laughs> That's so funny. What do you think are, are some of his biggest strengths outside of getting them riled up? Uh, yeah, I mean it's just how he plays, but then he's also uh, he's always working together. Um, He's great at, we always say, oh, Jensen saves the day, Jensen saves the day. But really, it's just he's good at working together with the guys he's next to. You and Jensen, who has the better hair? Oh, man. His is, I, I would say, I mean, if, if we really conditioned it, took care of it, you know, like got it right, mine is pretty flawless, I will say. <laughs> but his, he has more unique hair, I would say. Mm. He does have a unique style, so you got to give him credit for that. And how much do you take care of yours? constantly yeah constantly mm-hmm. the, this is audio only right yes oh my hair is beautiful right now <laughs> this is, i mean are we discovering this is why it's only, it's only audio so that you don't have to no no, no. i was ready for this. everything I was you ready were ready for, for yeah, all yeah, of it yeah, yeah. you didn't even know um what would you say the o-line the way that the communication is where you guys are at of how important it's been to have so much time together as a group mm-hmm. yeah it's great i mean um it's good to know what everybody wants, right? Like, like how uh, how to communicate to each other. If I say something, you know what I mean by that. And um, the longer you play together, the easier that stuff is. Okay, well, we still have one more segment coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with guard Alex Kappa, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. It's time for our final segment here on Buccaneers Total Access with guard Alex Kappa, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. Now, this next week, you guys have the Saints at home. You have a chance to clinch the division. And I have to imagine that that feels incredible when there are still three games after that game. To be in a position to be clinching with three weeks left after that. Now, granted, one of them is because there's now a 17-game season, but still. um, What does that mean to you guys to just realize the position that you've put yourselves in? I think because um, we still have a good chunk of season left, you don't really think about it. Like, it's different if it's, like, the last week of the year, and you're like, oh, we could win this and we could clinch. Like, this is, like, no matter how this game goes, we got to get ready for next week and next week and next week. You know what I mean? So we're really not thinking about it at all. And the fact that it's against the Saints, is that kind of extra special, maybe a tiny bit? Yeah, I mean, we... uh... We need, to, we need to play well this week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because I feel like as, as fans, we'll talk about all the division rivalries and which mm-hmm. team is the ultimate rival and all of that. Is that something that you guys, how much is that something you guys feel out there or think about? Yeah, I don't know if it's really like that. We just know it's always going to be a tough game, right? For whatever reason it is. Um, and sometimes it's hard to know why, but you just know it's always going to be a tough game against certain teams. Well, that sort of ruins my next question of why it's mm. always so tough against the Saints. It's hard to know. It's like sometimes, because sometimes you're in a game and you, you feel what's going wrong, what's going right. And sometimes you're in a game and you're like, God, why can't we get this going? And yeah. sometimes that's how it feels. Yeah. So tell me the things that now you know about their defensive line, their pass rushes. I mean, you are very familiar with this group and, mm. As much as they've had some injury situations, that has mainly been on their offensive side of the ball for a bit. So their defense has been fairly consistent in the times that you've gone against them. How, what are the things that stand out to you and that have stayed consistent through several different matchups? Um, they have real, a really good front, a uh, good 
personnel, and then they do a lot of stuff in terms of uh, varying their looks, varying their pressures, um, what different fronts they give you. So they do a good job of um, like aligning in tougher situations, I would say. So what are the things that you feel like have worked fairly well against them in, in, in recent matchups for you guys that you've noticed, like, yeah, we've, we've done a pretty good job of this? Yeah, I think it's just about... Uh, getting in a rhythm early. They're a tough team to play from behind because they do so much defensively and vary their looks so much. So I think it's just about um, getting on them early. And when you, last year, I mean, basically home away, it didn't really matter. There weren't much in the way of fans. And Mm -hmm. um, now this year, definitely a different story. And we know that the Saints place is, is a hard place to play. So what has it been like for you guys now at home? We know for a while there was definitely a big difference in your success at home versus the road. Now it looks like maybe you guys have kind of gotten that sorted out in these recent weeks. But yeah. just what it's felt like to be at home with these rocking fans and the the loud stadiums after yeah. a year where it was just silent last year. Yeah, yesterday felt like a playoff game. It was it was loud. It was popping in there. Um, it's a lot of fun for sure. On the road, it's just... Um, like we talk about communication and like not having a year of communicating in the noise, um, it kind of takes a while to get back into that. But I think I feel like we're feeling good now, and uh, yeah. What do you think are some? Uh, we're talking to guard Alex Kappa. I'd love to hear some players that you have um, learned from or looked up to, either when you were younger, what who you watched, or now in the league, who do you like to watch? Just some guys that you feel like you have a lot of respect for how they play. Mm, that's a good question. Thank you. Uh, well, I was a Raider fan growing up. Oh, so really, that's devastating. bad. Devastating. That's bad. Now, you have the Raiders look. I feel like do you I? know you could have been a really gnarly looking pirate out there. We'll just we'll do the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, Buccaneer yeah. pirate here instead. That's true, that's it true. works. Was, Either way, you were going to be a pirate. Growing up out there was the natural the yeah. natural thing to we'll do. We'll allow but, it. Um, so I was like, I was in the era of when they were trying to like sign like random superstars. So I was like, oh, Randy Moss, yeah. Warren Sapp, you know, like. Uh, and then they had, like, Robert Gallery was, like, the young O-lineman. So, like, Tyrone Wheatley. Like, I just liked random Raider players growing up. That's who I kind of like. I like that. How about now? Are there any guys that you watch that are in the league now that you, you really like their game? Yeah, there's a lot of good players. Um, in terms of guards, I think, like, Allie and Scherf and Martin. Um, I like watching all those guys. They're so efficient, so consistent. Uh, yeah. What are the things when you watch film either of yourself or of other guys, what are the things that you're watching O-linemen do? And then what are the things that you're watching from the other team that the little nuances and things you can take away? Yeah, I think um, I like to watch good offensive linemen play whatever team we're about to play. Um, Because if I feel like an offensive lineman's not playing well, then I'm like, ah, why is this guy getting killed right now? You know, like, um, so I like to watch good offensive line play whenever we're watching film. That makes sense. And... Are there any like little things that you tend to pick up that a defensive player does that can help you from film? Uh, yeah, I think generally it's the style of player that they are. I think once you kind of have a feel for um, how they want to rush, then that can let you create your plan. And then obviously whenever you're in the game, then you kind of have to feel it out and adjust from there. Who are some of the toughest guys you've had to go against? The defensive players, like toughest guys to block... Toughest guys to, as, as your wife put it, push mm. around. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Vita and Sue and yeah. Will and Shaq. Those are the toughest guys. That's a good answer yeah. and also probably very true, yeah, which is amazing see? that you get to hype up your teammates <laughs> and answer truthfully all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Tell me um, the first time you 
first few times maybe even that you had to block Vita, what went through your mind? Um, well, it started off right off the rip because we came in together and we had rookie minicamp together. And he, I think he was only playing over the right guard and I was only playing right guard. So every rep, it was me and Vita, the whole minicamp. And it was fun. It was very competitive. Um, and rookie minicamp, you know, is full speed. Even if it's a walkthrough, it feels like a yep, full speed. everyone's so, trying to prove um, themselves. Yeah, so off the rip, we started comp competing a lot. Yeah, and were you like, I have made a grave mistake in choosing this no, career? No, 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 <laughs> See, no, 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 like no, 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 I knew. No. I knew I could get this competitive side out of you. Yeah. No, it was good. Vita's obviously a beast, um, and he's gotten a lot better, honestly, too. Um, so, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. That is amazing. Well, Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show with us. It has been a blast, and good luck this next week against the Saints. Thank you for having me. What a pleasure. What a pleasure. Yeah. All right, and thanks to all of you guys for joining us. This has been Buccaneers Total Access with Alex Kappa, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network.